I think when we live our lives on autopilot, we just think I'm thinking these thoughts, I'm feeling these insecure feelings in my body, that must be who I am. That becomes your identity. But when you realize, oh, no, I can actually steer the direction of my life. I can choose positive thoughts that then will influence my emotions, that then influence the actions that I take, how I show up in the world, and then it changes my results and the circumstances of my life. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. And mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now. In this episode of the Hope to Recharge podcast, we welcome Bob Baker. Bob is on a lifelong mission to help musicians, authors, and creative entrepreneurs use their talents and know-how to make a living and make a difference in the world. He is a prolific author who has developed a successful niche, writing and speaking about music marketing and self-promotion for songwriters, musicians, and bands. He is the author of the highly acclaimed Guerrilla Music Marketing Handbook and created the Music Marketing 101 course. Bob also teaches and performs improv comedy, and in more recent years, his YouTube channel gets nearly a million views per month, where he publishes morning affirmations and guided meditations designed to help people live more empowered lives by upgrading their mindset. He has appeared in the media on NPR's Morning Edition and in publications such as Electronic Musician, Music Connection, The Guardian, Canadian Musician, Vibe Magazine, E! Online, and The Onion. Bob has authored over 16 books and is the host of Creative Entrepreneur Podcast and the Music Marketing Podcast. In this episode, Bob shares with us his early years, where he was actually quite shy and insecure as a teen. After his eyes were opened to a world of new possibilities, he realized he could control his own destiny by choosing positive thoughts. He learned that thoughts influence emotions, which influence actions, which influence the direction a life can go. Bob explored meditation, positivity, and spirituality, saw success in his career, and became a coach to other aspiring entertainers. And now, your host of the Hope to Recharge podcast, Matana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Today, I have a very special guest, Bob Baker. Bob Baker meets me at my couch almost every single morning. If not himself, his vibrations, his voice, his energy... I'm trying to remember when I came across Bob Baker, but I was looking into affirmations that can lead me when my mind is stuck. Sometimes my mind is stuck. Most of my audience know that I do my gratitude meditation every single morning and then my affirmation. Often I get stuck. So Bob Baker, which I'm so grateful to speak to him face to face now through Zoom, really his voice was one of the only voices. Now, you know, you can spend so much money on apps that are 10% happier or there's a calm. But Bob Baker, first of all, it's on Spotify. It's free on YouTube. You can find them anywhere. It's on any topic that you want affirmations or meditations on. And for some reason, exactly where I'm stuck, that title pops out and I'm like, this is what I'm going to listen to this morning. This is what I'm going to start my morning off with. So I am so grateful to have you here with me and that I can tap into your brain and understand a little bit more 
about the world of affirmation. So thank you for joining me here. Well, you're certainly welcome. And thanks for sharing that. I appreciate you reaching out to me, I guess, through Instagram is how we met, which I'm, I'm really loving uh, the connections there that I'm making through the, the direct messages. And, and we purposely did not go deep. Like, you don't know a lot about my story and probably similar. So we're going to be uncovering a lot of layers of the onions here. In this, Yeah. This yeah. Interview. So I often have my mentors on and I love sharing my mentors because everybody's like, so tell me your routine. What do you do? So I love sharing the people that inspire me with my audience. I never got to speak to you, but yeah. you speak to me almost every morning. And a yeah. lot of my clients actually listen to you because I send them. I'm like, okay, you have to listen to Bob Baker on gratitude. You need to listen to Bob Baker affirmation on anxiety, whatever it is, or your affirmations on self-esteem and self-love. You have almost every topic and there is something about your voice that is so calming and oh. reassuring. I'm sure you hear this a lot. So for me, it's such a privilege to personally thank you and give you gratitude for the very important work you do for inspiring me every day, whether I'm on a high or on a low, you inspire me and you lift me up. You literally lift me up and put me where I need to be with your voice. Can you imagine what a joy that is to be a part of someone's life almost every single day? It, it is. And I'm hearing that more and more. I'll tell the story about how, I, how and why I started this on YouTube about five years ago. But I'm just realizing as the years go on that this material, the, what the spoken word recordings that I create lend themselves to repeat listings. And so I never anticipated, I guess, that people would literally wake up with me every morning sometimes before they get out of bed. For you, it's on the couch. Other people, it's in the shower or on their drive to work, you know, and it's really satisfying to be able to serve people in that way and uplift people and actually make a living from that, from the power of my voice. So thank you so much. It warms my heart to hear you say those words. Thank you. Before I'm going to hear your story. I want to just tap on to why I do affirmations in the morning and where it came into my life. And then we can go into your why and how you built upon it and what your audience and where your vision is for long term. 11 years ago, when I was struck by depression and then anxiety, I was on a quest to find the reasons behind. My audience knows that I tried almost everything from psychiatry, medication, therapy, healers retreats, everything. One of the things that I did the most was yoga every single day for years. Every single day at 8 p.m. I was on that mat. And then I started meditation and then I started affirmations. And then I started, the more you get into the spiritual realm of healing, and I'm telling this to my audience, spiritual doesn't mean religious. I am religious, but spiritual and religious are very different. They sometimes are parallel, but it's not. But the spiritual part of we attract what we think. And the first book that I came across was The Secret. The Secret changed everything in my mind. And when I was so depleted and literally suicidal, I had three children at the time, and I didn't know how I'm going to recover because the depths of depression was so strong. And when I came across the book, The Secret, I'm like, wait, you mean I have a part in this? You mean I have choices? You mean what I think really affects me? What I say affects me? And I read it three times or four. I read it for a bunch of times, and then I called the therapist. And I'm like, okay, is this a real thing? Is love traction real? 
can we attract what we think, what we'd say, doesn't matter. And I wanted it to be so true because it was my only hope. Because I said, I want to be a part of my recovery. I want to create my recovery. So I need to believe that I do have something, some control. And the more I was going into the secret, the power, the magic, everybody talks about meditation, affirmations, the law of attraction. And then I became addicted to meditation and affirmation. My kids make fun of me. They'll find me in my car and I could be reciting affirmations or I'll tell them, okay, just say this or don't say that, or maybe just repeat this in order to believe it. So that's how affirmations came into my world. And I realized the power behind it. Our moods go up and down, right? As much as I recovered and I'm off medication for many years, I don't even remember how many. I had two more children. I really healed. I'm in the spiritual high for many years, thank God. But I always tell people, you can't get off the bike. You have to keep on going. If you're going to stop meditating and you're going to stop doing your affirmations and you're going to stop the yoga, the running, whatever you're doing, you're going to go back. So that is my road with affirmations. And when I work with my clients, because they come to me to understand my healing, how I healed. So I try to gift them my road. So I want to hear how you came across it and how you created this empire of affirmations. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing your story. They're always very personal. And you said it was like 2011? It was exactly 11 years ago this month. Okay, so around uh, 2010 then. You you do calculation, yes. Yeah, Yeah, 2010, yes. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, and the secret had been out. I actually, so the secret wasn't the first time that I discovered this type of material, but I definitely, it actually came out as a movie first around 2004-ish. Right. And then was turned into a book and was very successful. And then a lot of the people were on Oprah back in the in the day and it really spread. We can talk a little bit about that, but I'll go back to the beginning and I'll and give you the high points here. So I actually recently published a book. It's actually my 16th physical book that I published wow. since the 90s. But it's the first one on affirmations and this and related to my YouTube channel. I had books on other topics prior, many books, more, more geared for musicians and creatives and, and authors and, and so on. So I've been immersed in the arts for much of my life. But I, I share some of my story in the, in this book. It's called The Power of Affirmations and Positive Self-Talk. And so it talks about why affirmations are you know work and, and some best practices on how to incorporate them into your life so that they're effective, some things to avoid. Other than my mom dying at a pretty young age, I was 29, she was 51. That's probably the most traumatic thing that's happened in my life. Otherwise, I don't have any stories. And I know you in your podcast, you deal with some pretty heavy issues. And so I'm very blessed that other than that, which was very traumatic at the time, that sense of loss, you know, I have no stories of abuse and or depression or whatever. I just did the normal ups and downs of everyday life. However, back in like grade school and high school, I was raised by my mom. She left my dad at a young age for very good reasons. People who know me now and know that I've done all these cool things. I've done, you know, I've published 16 books. I've been an actor. I've been in plays. I've done stand-up comedy. I do improv comedy. I've, I've accomplished a lot of really cool things like that you would think of people who are extroverted, you know, and you, you think, oh, well, he's obviously Bob was like the class clown in high school and he, and you probably just was that kind of adventurous kid. But actually back in grade school and high school, I suffered from a lot of, from a lot of insecurities, very shy, very withdrawn and socially awkward, you know, was not very good at sports. So the kids, you know, the boys picked on, on me in PE class. And and, and so I, I just had a lot of self-worth issues. And I, th- I mean, a lot of kids do when you can become self-aware, you know, in grade school and particularly in high school. But somewhere around my junior year of high school, I was going through a particularly rough patch. And this friend of mine 
named Gary. He said, I can tell you're kind of struggling now. And he goes, here's a book that's helped me and maybe it'll help you too. And it was a book by Wayne Dyer. Oh my God. Yes. I love Wayne Dyer, yes. but this was his first book. It was popular like in the 70s. I was in high school in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And this book had the weirdest title of all of his books, but it was called Your Erroneous Zones. And a lot of people who followed Wayne Dyer later in his life, like when he did all the PBS mm -hmm. specials and all that are right. familiar with his more recent books, but that was a big deal. And it's a great story about how that book was published and how he promoted it. And he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson many times. He was very funny. That book was the first like eye opener. That was like for the secret was for you. That book was for me. Like, oh, I'm not a victim of my thoughts. I can actually control my destiny. I can choose the thoughts that empower me. I can be aware of what I'm thinking and make different choices. Because I think when we live our lives on autopilot, we just think I'm thinking these thoughts. I'm feeling these insecure feelings in my body. That must be who I am. That becomes your identity. But when you realize, oh, no, I can actually steer the direction of my life. I can choose positive thoughts that then will influence my emotions, that then influence the actions that I take, how I show up in the world, and then it changes my results and the circumstances of my life. That was like my first aha moment. But of course, just because you've realized something, you mentioned it's, a, it's an ongoing process, so I haven't lived happily ever after it ever since then. But it started me on a personal development journey that I probably was in and out of, and maybe in my late 20s is when I discovered like audiobooks and started listening to everything from I don't know, Tony Robbins and Earl Nightingale and a lot of these people, you know, Zig Ziglar and a lot of these, right. these people, a lot of them are deceased now. And then Wayne Dyer kept on publishing books and he got more and more like spiritual as he went along. And at first I'm like, where are you going with this, Wayne? I don't know. But then I opened my mind. I embraced it. And so over the years, again, I was a shy kid, but I felt like there was this more extroverted sort of fun person entertainer who who was inside longing to come out just being held back by this exterior shell of insecurity and so you know through a lot of work and so i used a lot of tools over the years to pursue and like i said i've been self-employed for much of my adult life there was a 10-year period where i well i'm born i'm basically I, yeah i didn't mention i'm a native of st louis missouri in the midwest in the states along the mississippi river and I've never lived anywhere else, travel a lot, but that's where I'm from. There was a 10 year period where I published at like a local music newspaper, covered the local music scene. And so I was a journalist of my own making, making a name for myself locally, played out in bands. Like I said, did a lot of these stuff. And, and a lot of my goals that I achieved came from a set of tools, affirmations being one of them. But it just came from like writing down your goals, real simple things, visualizing your goals, affirming this is where I'm headed. And even like back in high school, I remember reading a book on meditation and just being interested in all these different approaches to using your mind and your body and your soul and all that. So I was using these things in my own life and accomplishing cool things and publishing books and all of that. Affirmations were definitely part of that or one of the, one of the big tools that I used. And like a lot of people, I haven't been using them every day for you know, 30, 40, 40 years. I kind of go in and out of phases. Like I'm, over the last few months, I've been getting back into a, a regular morning routine that I'm really enjoying. But to speak to how I converted that or started doing that on YouTube was that, and I really appreciate your, you complimenting my voice. I have heard that from other yeah. people. And it wasn't until recently, like, I've actually been using my voice in many ways my entire life. I mean, as a kid, I would imitate characters on TV or do impressions mm. of whoever the celebrities were of the day as a singer. 
I played in a lot of cover bands, which meant you play the popular songs. So I was, as a singer, I was trying to emulate the, the singers that we were doing songs of. And I was always the guy in the band who told jokes. You know, I was, I've emceed a lot of events. So I've been on a microphone and using my voice much of my life. And so five years ago or so, I was probably going through a little bit of a funk in my life financially and just kind of looking for a new spark to fuel my self-employment activities. And so I was seeking out affirmations and guided meditations on YouTube specifically. And most of the time I was not happy with what I was finding. You see? So we had the same experience. And I was telling you that you were one of the only ones that I connected to. So you see, I'm not, I wasn't alone. I'm sure that there are people out there that have popular YouTube channels and they have a lot of followers, but for when I listen to them, if I'm focused on the irritation I'm feeling of their voice, I can't get into. Exactly. And it's all has to do with, I think, their accent, yeah. their speed, their energy. I'm very into energy. Yeah. I feel the energy in the voice and I just connected to your energy and your vibration. That's awesome. I always make fun of my husband. I always say, can you lower your vibration? He actually made me a t-shirt. And I always say, can you lower your vibration? Because I really believe that a voice has a vibration that we have to connect to. Yeah. And a lot of the people almost felt like they were, it was almost like they were faking it or assuming this relax or whatever, or they, they like right. going overboard thinking this right. is what I'm supposed to do to, to be a guided meditation. Right. I always resonated with people that just sounded natural. Like they were just talking right. to you across the table at a coffee shop or something, you know. A lot of entrepreneurial ideas come out of this thing where I'm looking for something, I can't find it. So I'm going to create it myself, you know? And, and at that point, I, like I said, I've been not only have been a lot of experience on a mic in live situations, but I had been podcasting for many years. I had the setup in my home studio, like I have here with uh, a microphone and I know how to do the audio and video editing. And so I, I had an advantage and then I, I already knew some of those skills and I'm a musician and I cr could, could even create the background music, you know? And so I just started, it was just from a sense, there was no business plan. It was just from a sense of play and experimentation that about five years ago, around 2016, yeah, I started just putting those things on my YouTube channel because I had already been on YouTube for many years at that point. I've been on YouTube since 2006, so like 15 years. For the first decade, it was a whole hodgepodge of the different things that I did, my music and comedy and family stuff and all this. And I think I had like around 4,000 subscribers on the channel when I started posting these, af these affirmations. 4,000? That was after a decade. Yeah, 4,000. You're like, what do you have now? Uh, like 200, almost 215,000. Yeah. Like yeah. crazy. Probably by the fall, I'll have a quarter of a million. That's crazy in five years. And more than like 1.2 million views, video views across the entire channel every month. And that's for your affirmations? That's Primarily, yeah, even though there's an archive of stuff that I did in the past, it's the affirmation stuff that gets all the views and the attention, you know, these days. But when I started it, there was no like nothing went viral right off the bat. But I noticed instead of getting a few hundred or whatever views my, from my other videos, they were, maybe they got a thousand or two thousand or something. So wow. I noticed, oh, people are interested in this. The more I put them out there and the more I saw them resonating with people, I just said, you know, I think there's an opportunity here to serve and to grow this channel. And it was something that totally resonated with who I am. Because even though I like a lot of my earlier books were on like music marketing and inspiration for creative people, there was always this thread of positive thinking that that you got from Wayne and all these yeah. all, all of the gurus that you acquired over the years. Right. Yeah. I didn't hit people over the head with it. But there was definitely, yeah, this positive aspect that you can do this and you can and, you know, and 
do marketing, don't have tunnel vision, open your mind to the possibilities that are all around you and all this. So, so it wasn't really totally uncharacteristic. I waited for some backlash from people going, what are you doing, Bob? I don't want to hear, you know, but none of that ever came. Why did you think you're going to get backlash? Have you ever heard the term woo-woo? Like that you're not a woo-woo. Yeah. Well, it was like when somebody's overly spiritual. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I call it the voodoo or hijibiji. Hey, yeah, I, I was waiting for some people to go, uh, that's not why I signed up. I want to hear your music marketing tips or whatever, or your advice on how to pursue my career. I don't want to hear all this touchy-feely stuff. We all have those voices in our heads, but I didn't let that stop me. That's another thing. Yeah, I, I knew that there was a, a bigger purpose potentially for, for doing it. So I kept putting them out there and the more positive feedback I got, the more the view counts went up. Then you get into the good graces of YouTube's algorithms and they start recommending your videos when people are listening to other similar types of videos. So it's, it's a combination of like passion and intuition combined with paying attention to the, well, the, what's called the analytics, you know, and seeing what's working. And just knowing, I've been online working with online stuff, knowing the importance of titles and tags and descriptions and the thumbnail image and all that. And so I, I put all these things together just to kind of improve the chances of reaching more people with this stuff, paying attention to what topics, you know, resonated more. Uh, abundance is a really big one. Everybody sort of struggles with money or many people do, but also things like success and confidence, gratitude. Yeah, these are very popular topics. I continue. For years now, I've been posting at least two videos, new videos a week on my channel. Is it live videos? Because I listen to only your audio. Is it a video video? Because I only, I listen on Spotify. Okay. Is that how you discovered my stuff? Yeah, on Spotify. And was it the uh, podcast or was it the Bob Baker's Inspiration Project? There's two ways that you can access my stuff on. It's the podcast. Okay. It has only 20 or 30 affirmations, right? Well, it's, I think I have, you have more? I can't remember how many episodes episodes i have actually i there's we're probably around 75 episodes of that they're not so long like i want to just tell my audience what's good about it it's 12 to 15 oh. minutes seven minutes like you can see how much time yes. you have so you just go jump into the affirmation you could say it together with bob and you could even do it on the go on the way to work you could do it on the way home from work like whatever it is so i i literally go down and i'm like okay what do i need right now Right. Oh, good. Yeah. That's like, I try to have a, a wide variety of stuff available and you're right. My, probably the average length is around 10 minutes or so, mm -hmm. 10 to 12 minutes. We have some that are even shorter as, as short as five minutes, not a whole lot. And then I'm experimenting with longer right. forms. I know a lot of other channels have eight hours sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They have that. I, I haven't done that yeah. yet, but who knows? I may experiment more with that, but basically, yeah, as the channel grew, like it went from 4,000, I remember hitting 20,000 subscribers. And then six months later, it had doubled and then it doubled again. It's, it, and so, yeah, then I hit the coveted like 100,000 subscribers. I know your, your listeners can't see us, but you might see that there's a, a silver plaque behind me in my office here. Yeah, what is that? I was looking at the whole time. I'm going to maybe put it as the image for this podcast. What is that? So YouTube will send you a silver plaque after you hit 100,000 subscribers. subscribers. So I'm now double, you know, past that. Uh, so that came like a little, yeah, about a year and a half ago. But it's nice to display and it's a nice recognition little, you know, of success symbol. Yeah. But it's a whole new way to serve that I am just really thrilled with. And it's led to opportunities like meeting you and having you, you know, let us have this conversation and spread the word even more. Wow. So it wasn't even a deep passion 
to affirmation that you said this helped me in life. It was something that you needed and then you served through your need. Seeking them out, not being able to find, just not being happy with the voices. Thing, I wonder if I, I think I could create the, the type of thing I'm looking for that I can't find. And I wonder if it's going to resonate with other people. I mean, really, I did not know. Like I said, there was no big business plan. I was just curious. And when I found that people did like it and like the sound of my voice, I'm going to go all in and do more wow. of these things. And it's really, it's opened up after years of being, having this identity as an author and someone like, like being this music marketing resource was probably my longest running niche that started back in the nineties. And then I expanded that to, to be, be a source of inspiration for creatives of all types. Cause I do a lot of things in the arts. I think I mentioned them earlier. And so that was like my identity, but I did not see this chapter of my life coming. And the impact that I'm having because of YouTube is 10 times the reach and the impact that I had as an author. I couldn't be happier that this opportunity has presented itself. And so I, I can see myself do the rest of my days using my voice to inspire people. Wow, that's amazing. And just imagine your voice is really giving them yeah. the encouragement because whatever they're, if it's the gratitude, if it's fear, if it's like to, to, to relaxing or, or dealing with anxiety or abundance or whatever it is, right? As self-esteem, you have it all. You have it on all of your recordings. Whatever the person is struggling with, that's where they're going to listen to. And you're the voice that encourages them. When people succeed through your affirmations, yeah. you're part of their success. You're part of the road that is so meaningful. It's really so meaningful. It, it is. Yeah. So I always remind people, I'll take credit for being the catalyst or for providing the tool that someone used to improve their lives. But I always remind them, especially when I'm talking directly to someone. And oh, I guess I am now. There had to be that spark within you that wanted to improve. My recordings alone just don't miraculously uh, make everyone who listens to them feel better. You had to have that within you. So I basically already awaken something that was already resided inside you and you just used it as a tool or the catalyst to get that started and i'm happy to provide that and continue to be in your ears every morning or whenever you listen to me it's fabulous yeah. so i want to go a little bit into the power of affirmation yeah i'm sure you did a lot of research on it what do you think sparked your interest on in keeping to look for that affirmation that you want to say what is it that you read either by wayne dyer or zig ziglar that you said i need to stick with affirmation Today's episode is sponsored by EmotionallySensitive.com. Are you struggling with overwhelming intense emotions? Check out EmotionallySensitive.com's online DBT skills course today. Again, that's EmotionallySensitive.com. What is it that you read either by Wayne Dyer or Zig Ziglar that you said, I need to stick with affirmation? Certainly, I was introduced to affirmations by reading about them or having friends recommend them, hearing audios, like I said, in, the, in my late 20s, I really immersed myself in spoken word audio books, personal development category. But I think it's mostly personal experience that really informed me. Like in the Power of Affirmations book that just came out a month or two ago, I talk about why affirmations work. And so I use this reference. I'm not the only person that's ever used this example, but many years ago, I bought a Honda Element. It's a very unique, like box shaped car. I still have it, although we were just car shopping. Today, I've, I've taken it up to 255,000 miles. I think I'm, I might, might be ready for a new car, but it's been wonderful. But before I owned one, I never gave much thought to Honda Elements or what they, never noticed them, thought about them. But as soon as I owned one and I liked it and I saw it, I was driving it every day, I started seeing them 
everywhere. Every time I turned around, there was a Honda Element. Where did all these cars come from? Well, the thing was, they were there the whole time, but I just didn't notice them until they were top of mind. And I like to refer to it as the filter. Like we all have a filter through which we view the world. And, and even though I'm not a scientist or anything, I've read enough on you know, the, the brain and all that to know that, that our brains cannot take in all of the stimulus that's around us at all times. You just can't compute that much information. Emotional experiences that we've had color that filter. And so in the same way that you can start seeing a make and model of car, you can also start seeing opportunities. So you can either have an opportunity mindset where you're looking for the good, you're looking for positive examples of good things happening in the world, or some people have, and they're just looking for reasons to be offended. That whole ability of us to notice things that are top of mind, it just doesn't work with makes and models of cars. It also works with our attitudes, with our perspectives whether we're looking for opportunities or whether we're looking for obstacles. You know, there's some people who just, and you probably know them, we all have them in our lives, who just seem like they're always looking for a reason to be offended. Mm. And so if that's the case, you're going to find plenty of examples, you know, one after the other, that are reasons to be offended. Or as I mentioned earlier, I've dealt with creative people and artists a lot. There are really musicians that have really negative attitudes and there are no opportunities in this town. Nobody wants to give me a break. And so they see one example after another to reinforce. It's like your, it's like your brain goes to work to validate whatever perspective that you have. And so if you think there are obstacles, you're going to see, see, there's another example. Of, of nobody, but I, I don't know. I chose not to think that way. I mean, we all have moments when we're down, you know, we're not perfect, but I chose to look for opportunities instead of obstacles. I tried to create my own circumstances and instead of feeling victimized. And so I think affirmations, which are these positive statements that you say to yourself, it's what you aspire. How do you want to feel? How do you want to live? And you say these things to yourself to reinforce that filter so that you're seeing more good in the world and not that you ignore there's there also a misconception with affirmations and that you're just oh you're burying your head in the sand and you're just you know you're ignoring your problems and and no not at all there are definitely hardships and hurdles and things that happen to us in our lives that are not fun and we have to acknowledge that it's not about turning our backs and ignoring these because i know you've dealt with it yourself a lot of your other guests and you know have dealt with some serious issues and that those are not to be taken lightly and so we seek out therapy and whatever for those things, acknowledge them, feel the feelings. But the way I like to say it is that, yes, we all deal with struggles and things that happen, relationships that break up or we lose jobs. What, you know, with, there's health issues that come up. We lose someone who's close to us in our lives or even pets you know, that you lose. These are things that will emotionally bring us down. But the, the thing is, I, I encourage people is feel those feelings, don't ignore them, but don't choose to live there. Don't make it a part of your story. To dwell story. there. Yeah. I say, decide where you're willing to dwell. Do you want to dwell in misery? Right. And I'm not saying, when we dwell where things are in pain for longer than we need to dwell there, that's misery. There's a difference between, okay, I'm giving it the time to grieve, to sadness, for pain, for even anger, resentment, all these things. But are we going to dwell there? Are we going to dwell where things are not working? Or are we going to choose to dwell where things are working? Because there's always more that's working that's not working. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's basically the attitude and affirmations are a powerful tool that you can use to, again, I like to say, firm up your filter, that filter through which you view the world and live a life that, an intentional life to where you're choosing 
how you want to move through your day. Of course, it's not always going to be ideal situation every moment of every day. I think doing affirmations in the morning, I assume, is that when you do them? Yeah. Yes. Right after my gratitude meditation, I do my affirmation. I try not to start my day. So I might do carpool and I might get the kids to school. I like doing it when I have quiet. After my meditation, my prayer, I start my affirmation before I do anything. Yeah. And it sets the foundation for your day. So before you jump into it and again, just go through life on autopilot, be intentional, set an intention. Think about maybe what the things that you have planned for that day, appointments, meetings, whatever and see them going well, you know, and of course things may happen differently, but I think you'll be a lot better equipped to handle the speed bumps when you set this intention and you live a purposeful life, you know? And so that's the role that I serve through these things. So I want to ask you a little bit but more about affirmation because people often ask me, what if I don't believe what I'm saying? Mm. What if I'm lying to myself? And right. I get this a lot, especially with people that have anxiety and depression. And I tell them to do the gratitude meditation and they're like, but I don't feel grateful. What do you say to those people that really, and I was there, by the way, I was, the, and I'm sometimes there with my self-confidence and I don't feel confident. And I listen to your affirmations on self-confidence. And sometimes I'm like, is it going to work? Am I lying to myself? Is it right? So it depends what my struggle is, what the person's struggle is. So with gratitude for me, it's easy as pie. I don't even have to do a gratitude affirmation because it's natural to me. But when it comes to self-confidence with abundance, with stuff like that, I believe it a little bit, but then I come in my own way and mm -hmm. I'm my own biggest enemy. So when I'm saying these things, what is happening? Yeah. So this is a great question. And it is something that I address in the Power of Affirmations book. And so there's two ways of looking at it. One, I think that when you recite these affirmations, again, these and they're often in I am statements. You know, I am abundant, I am, but they're, they're, they come in all sorts of forms. And being a writer who went into affirmations, I'm, I'm always playing with the wording of them. But it's really important for them to feel authentic in the moment. And so if you have a $10 in the bank and you're behind on your rent and in your car payment, you say, I am abundant. Or if, even if you say something, it's even, I am a millionaire, your brain is going to be often will be screaming, no, you're not. And it might actually make you feel worse, you know, <laughs> or at least not empowered. And so you can reword those affirmations. And again, I've just on the topic of abundance alone, I have dozens of recordings on that topic, but I just hit them from different angles. But so one way with the abundance, for instance, is how can you word that in a way that's moving you toward what you want, but also being authentic for where you are right now? So a great example with abundance and money is. I am ready for a new relationship with money. Mm. You know, that rings true. I am open and receptive to new streams of income mm. coming into my life. Mm. So you're not saying I am rich right now, but are you not open to, and receptive to new streams? Are you ready for a new relationship with money? I'm smiling from ear to ear because I interviewed a therapist and I'm going to put her episode in the show notes. We were talking about self-love and affirmations, and she says, never fool your brain because your brain is going to shut you down right away. Mm -hmm. And make sure you don't lie to your brain because your brain is going to say, you're lying to me. I'm not willing to accept it. As you say, there's a filter there. That's, it's like a block. It's not going to let it through. So she said, and I'm so happy you're on the same page because I wanted to ask you this question because I was like, oh my God, what if there's two schools of thoughts and which one is the right one? So she said... Like when you want something, let's say, I want to want to be grateful. 
I'm open to the idea of understanding gratitude. I want to heal, to give to the feeling. Yeah. I want to think abundance. I want to understand abundance. You know, so there, I want to understand how to attract abundance. There's many different ways to word it. And that, that one sounds like a good one too. I would say there was a two part to that. So yeah, so to word your affirmations and write them out or whatever in a way that's authentic to where you are now. Tomorrow, you might feel more empowered by saying, I am abundant and money is flowing into my life now, you know? So really, how do you feel when you say them? If, if it's raising your vibration, then continue to do that. But if you're feeling a sense of resistance, either change the wording or give it a break or whatever. However, there is some validity and some people have had success with them when you do this, take this fake it till you make it approach. I just interviewed a friend of mine who he, he has a landscaping business that he built, like grew to like, he grossed over a million dollars in sales last year during the pandemic and, and everything. And that doubled what his gross was. He's 20 employees and all these trucks and all that. And he was listening to my affirmations daily for a couple of years. And yeah. he said that he would say these things I'm, you know, the company's grossing a million dollars this year. And his mind was going, oh, how are you going to do that? I don't know. Exactly. And he, but he kept saying it anyway. And even though there was a little bit of doubt in his mind, what it did is it caused him to see opportunities as he moved through his week. He would go, oh, I didn't think about this. We can grow our income here. Maybe he had doubt, but he, it didn't make him feel bad about it or, or his brain wasn't going, that's, you know, it can't be. My mentor, Paul Cummings, says you have to see the result in the mind's eye. And yeah. I think your friend saw the result, but he didn't know how. And the fear came in the how, but it's not that he didn't believe that something like this can happen. Yeah. So he had the spark. He saw him already with a million, but then he's like, but how are you going to do that? And that's where the affirmation really comes into play because right. when you recite it, you suddenly start seeing opportunities and you're inviting them also. You're open to receive, you're opening to, you're opening the ability to notice, as you say, that Honda on the road. So if you want to be mm -hmm. that million, you, you have the millionaire minds affirmation. Yeah. He said he moved into his dream house with his wife and their son recently. And he had, he'd had affirmations about that. Also doubting and wondering, God, how are we going to, how am I going to swing that? I don't know, but I'm going to keep affirming it. And then it happened just recently. I think they moved into this house that he's always dreamed of living in. They work on many different levels. And so, and I, I don't have any hard and fast rules about them, whether you're sitting, whether you're quiet, whether you're driving. I, I think the main thing, the only thing that I encourage is that you make it a daily practice, if at all possible, at least once a day. If you only have once a day, I recommend the morning. And then if you can do them a second time, right before bed is another mm -hmm. great time. So you have mm -hmm. this bookend effect on the day. You're starting your day and ending your day, being intentional. Gratitude is a great thing to do at, at the end of the day, too. Look back on what happened. That's and, what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I end the day with a, I, I start my morning with a gratitude meditation. It's not an affirmation. So I do a meditation and no. then I recite, I have a prayer, a Jewish prayer that I say, and it comes natural. I actually have to put a stopwatch for my gratitude because it can go endless. Yeah. It just, it, I, I can't stop. So I just give myself the amount of time. And then I go into the affirmation that I need encouragement in the morning at night. I do the drifting off with the energy that I want to drift off into. And I always want to drift off with, it might be sometimes forgiveness if something really bad happened that day, 
Mm-hmm. But usually it's gratitude. I want to go to sleep with gratitude in my mind, in my subconscious, in my heart constantly yeah. because I'm preparing my day for tomorrow. Well, how we go to sleep at night is how we're going to wake up the next day. Yeah, exactly. That's so great. You know, gratitude, I think, is like really one of the first steps to personal development. Appreciating what you have now, I think, paves the way and opens things up for more more good to come in and for people who are you know or maybe are struggling and they can't think of anything to be grateful for you start with the smallest most simplest things you know air i'm grateful for the ideas that i have they don't have to be big things about and it's not little right air is not little i always say people you stood to people you start with your breath because it's not little because without your breath how long can you last yeah. how long can you last look at corona how many people died because they couldn't take a breath That's true. Yeah. it's something that we do so many times a day and we take it for granted but it's really everything our breath is everything because without it we are nothing right to start with it's the simplest most basic fundamental things that you can be grateful for pets you know yeah technology there's so much i i often tell people if you don't know where to start take one thing that you use every day and remove it from your day and see what it would be without it. Mm-hmm. For example, swallowing. Try not to swallow for a minute and a half. Just try or blink or any one of your fingers, our teeth, our tongue. During Corona, we lost our smell and our taste. We take it so for granted, but we're so used to abundance that everything is working that we're no longer grateful for it. But when we realize how much we're gifted every single day and then the hurdles are just to remind us to be grateful for what we have or to grow, then we realize how much abundance we have and tap into that abundance. So I take your affirmations and let's say the abundance affirmation and I feel the abundance that I have already And I say the affirmations and I'm like, I'm feeling it. It's not only my mind. I really feel it in my body. And then you attract more because you're on the same vibration. Yeah. Beautifully said. I love it. And I think affirmations are something that we're teaching our subconscious. We have beliefs that we're born with. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. We're like, we have beliefs, things that we were told in, in from our parents, from school, from communities, religions, whatever it is. And then we have our experiences and we're not sure which one is correct. So when we teach our brain and our subconscious what we want it to believe, go for it. Recite it, say it over and over and over until it starts connecting to it if that's where you want to be. Yeah. Like I said earlier, that filter that we view the world is the accumulation of all those things that you mentioned since we were born, since a young age. Quite often we just let that filter build up without any conscious awareness of it even existing. And so, and quite often because also our brains are wired still from the caveman days to, you know, we survived as a species because we were, we, we could notice the dangers in our environment and then react to them. So we're still kind of wired to look for those dangers, even though for many people, they don't exist. There are dangers for sure, but in the average person's life, they're not there on a daily basis. So we're kind of wired to look for what's wrong and what's the threat. And so that, that's why we can often tend toward negativity, but by being intentional, we can alter that filter so that it's wired to empower us and make it, you know, if you're going to be, I, I also say in the book that we're all living sort of delusional lives. There's no real, it's all perception. You know, there are many things that we agree on and behavior, this is good and that's bad. But for the most part, the average events of our lives, like people cutting us off in traffic or whether we paid a dollar extra at the grocery store for something that was mispriced or whatever, it's like small little things. It's how we respond to them. It's a, a choice. And so if we're going to be 
delusional about whether we look at things as a glass half empty or the glass half full. Why not choose a delusion that's going to make you feel good? Exactly. I just gave a class on the power of gratitude and attracting. A lady said to me, listen, I don't want to be positive because my disappointment of it not happening is so much greater when it doesn't happen if I'm not prepared for the disaster. So I said, so basically you're living a disappointment your whole life because before it even happened, you're already disappointed. Yeah. And you're expecting it to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. So your whole life is going to be one big disaster because that's what you're expecting versus saying, you know what? It might be a disaster, but it might also be great. And I always say this also, if you're willing to give the disaster an opportunity, also give the fabulous an opportunity. It goes both ways. And if you want to give the disaster more, give the disaster more time, but give some time for amazing opportunity. Live in the wonder of the universe and give it a chance to be. If there's somebody there that succeeded in something specific that you want, if it's relationship, if it's health, if it's abundance, whatever it is, If somebody else got it, you can get it too. It's not that they deserve it and you don't. Absolutely. I think, and also celebrating other people's wins. That's another thing when people, especially if somebody has aspired to do something in a field or whatever, and they just feel like they just haven't made much progress. They see other people succeeding. They tend to be jealous and they go, well, yeah, but they had this and, and that. But actually celebrate them. Go, awesome. Now, how good for them? By celebrating that, you say, well, if it's possible for them, like you just said, it's possible for me. But if you're like downplaying them or then it almost puts in your mind, well, success, people are not going to like me if I succeed, you know, because you think everybody's going to respond the way you've been responding and going, oh, why did they make it? Where if you're celebrating everybody, we're all rising together. Again, it's all about a choice. Well, how do you want to view the world? And it's not lying to our brain. I don't think so. No. Who was your biggest teacher in affirmations? Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? Many people ask me, what did I do in order to create this wellness that I'm living in? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about, forgiveness, self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others, essential for healing. If you want to work one-on-one with me in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's a custom-made program for you, one-on-one with me. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. And now enjoy the rest of the episode. Who was your biggest teacher in affirmations? One name is popping up is a big fan of Louise Hay. Yeah. And, and I know her best known book is uh, You Can Heal Your Life. She's very big on self-love. She's excellent. But she did a lot with affirmations. I actually met her at least once at a book convention like 12 years ago and, and even had her ever autograph on, I think it was a DVD. But actually, I've probably listened to her more since she passed away. But she has that soothing voice and I really love her stuff on affirmations. She has some really good ones. You um, have a bunch of hers. Yeah. I always wonder when you have 
affirmations from big gurus in the spiritual world. Do you tweak it to yourself or you take it word for word from them? I think I've done a little bit of both. Yeah, I've paid tribute to Louise a number of times and for a couple of reasons, I'll be honest. Yeah, so one is because I literally love her stuff and I love to share her message. And then another, I know that people are on YouTube searching for her stuff. And even though maybe they're looking for her, her voice, from the beginning of one of them, I said, I'm not Louise Hay, I don't pretend to be, but I want to pay tribute to some of my favorite affirmations of hers. And so maybe I'll pick 10 of them. Yeah, and, and, so, and some of those I'll stay true to her affirmations, but I also will tweak some. I'm getting ready to do one on with uh, Wayne Dyer. I was listening to an audiobook of, of his, and he had an affirmation, like a long paragraph of affirmations that I actually you know, transcribed. And then I said, oh, I don't like the wording on these, so I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to tweak those a little just to be a little more... To my liking, uh, and letting authentic people know to you, yeah. yeah, and maybe just the word choices or whatever. The way I know what I would say it would sound better, just tweaking the word, keeping the meaning, but just changing some of the word choices. So I do a little bit of both. Yeah, I put periodically will pay tribute to someone in that manner. Yeah, that's fabulous. What are your top three affirmations from all of your affirmations? Oh, that's a good one. So ones that come to mind today, I look for and appreciate. The good. So you're looking for it. You're keeping an eye out for examples of good and opportunities. And appreciate brings in the gratitude aspect of it. So when you see good in the world, when you see an example of kindness or compassion or a business opportunity or whatever it is, you stop and you're grateful for it. So today I look for and appreciate the good. Another one, and that as I was actually signing copies, you know, autographing copies of my book, I found myself returning to a phrase. Like if, if I know the person, I'll put something personal, but if I don't know them, I found myself writing, count your blessings and shine your light. Oh, I love that. So count your blessings, obviously, is another gratitude-oriented things. But also a big thing that I've been encouraging people for years is to shine your light. Like we all have this unique form of expression. We're a unique, one-of-a-kind people. And we also often downplay our gifts and, and, what we, and the value that we bring to the world. So I have a number of things that either use the word shine your light or just be your, let your authentic self come out. And don't water down who you are, you know, bring who you are to everything that you do or as many things as you can. So that's another one. Count your blessings and shine your light. Oh, boy, if I had to come up with a third one. Which are the most viewed, the most ones that people click on? I think this is the Louise one. Everything is working out for my highest good. Yes. You like that? I listen to that all, at least once a week, that recording that you have with Louise, her affirmations, at least once a week. Oh, cool. I often listen to it when I'm on the go in the car, when I'm on the way to carpool. I time it because I could do it in seven minutes. If I skip your introduction, I could actually do the affirmations in seven minutes. It depends how long I have. I know in those podcasts, a lot of people skip the other one or two minute intros. I use it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's on my playlist. So I hear it all the time. So I know exactly what second to go to to start the affirmations, you know? Or everything is working out for my highest good. So that's the positive and the negative things that happen in our lives. So if, if something happens, like meeting didn't go well, you didn't get the sale, it's okay. There's a better opportunity to come along. Everything's working out for my highest good. Some people say, oh, you're just being delusional and rose colored glasses and all that. But what that attitude to serve you well in general? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's our choices. Yeah. The truth is it's really serving us. There's no failure in life besides when you stop trying and not learning from our mistakes or from things that didn't go well. That's failure if you didn't learn from it. I don't know if it was Oprah or I don't remember who it was. That's maybe Brene Brown that 
pain without meaning and understanding is misery. Uh, pain yeah. with depth and finding meaning is growth. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I had not heard that. It's the same pain, but what are you going to do with it? And some pain lasts for a long time and that's okay. But at the same time, there's also good and choose to be in the good. It's not because you're going to push out the dark. Eventually it also happens, but that's not the reason. The reason is because there is light and shine the light where it is. Absolutely. Brilliant words. So I want to wrap up with a thought that you can say to somebody when they're in the darkest of darkest and they're not believing in anything and they want to find hope because our podcast is Hope to Recharge. And and I hope that whoever's listening is trying to find hope, at least if not inspiration and motivation and tips. So this is def- definitely one of those are inspiration and tips this episode. But what if somebody's listening and they're like, I don't know, affirmations, it's all like uh, hoogee bougie. Oh, it's brain games. I can't tap into it, but it sounds interesting. What do you think if they want to find hope, what should be one of your affirmations, one of your recordings that they should listen to for hope? Well, I would tell you, we didn't really address it, but when I first started doing affirmations initially, however old I I was, I remember feeling silly. I think I addressed that in in the book too. There might be this feeling of, oh, what am I doing? This is hokey. You know, there's doubt. But I kept on doing them. And, and so just give it a try. Say, what if, if I can get over this hurdle of feeling silly? Let's just see what the, let's just play and see what the benefits are. Because I, I believe that there are some waiting for you. Actually, and I can send you a link, and you, or maybe you've seen it if you go into my recent videos. So most of my affirmation recordings are me stating statements, leaving space for you to repeat them back to yourself. So it could be, again, Everything is working out for my highest good. I leave a space. You repeat it back to yourself, either out loud or in your mind. But sometimes I'll do what I call like a pep talk. And I just did something called like words of encouragement recently that a lot of people loved. And it was just me. Just t- There were no affirmations in it. It was just me. I just imagine I was sitting across from someone, a friend who was going through a tough time. And what would I say to them? I had no script. I had no notes. I just hit the record button and just said, look, I know things have been rough, but look at all you've accomplished. Because a lot of people do not have those positive voices, maybe for whatever reason, their family, their parents, their kids are not encouraging them and praising them. I am you know, blessed that with YouTube and just the people I surround myself with, I get a lot of positive feedback and I admit that feels good, but there's so many people that don't have that in their lives. So I wanted to be that voice for somebody. You're doing great. I think you're awesome. Hang in there. I believe in you. There's a conversation like that. So that would be something I would encourage somebody to listen to if they're just feeling down. Okay. We'll put that yeah. in the show notes. What is that called? That I think it's called Words of Encouragement. I can find it really quick here, but it's a very recent one. And words of, yeah, words of encouragement when you're feeling down. Oh, okay. Look at that. title. Okay. So we're going to put that in the show notes. And I also, again, we're going to put the three most popular recordings that you have, because if they're popular, that means that they're working. That means that there's a need to it. And and we would like to share it with the world. I want to know what is your vision for the next five years? Because anybody that does affirmations has a vision. No one, like whoever's really into it has a vision. So where are you going? Yeah, and absolutely. And I actually realized just in recent weeks that as part of my morning routine that I've been doing, which includes journaling and meditation and movement, 
little bit of exercise. I actually hadn't had specific affirmations like related to my goals. And I've done that many times in my life. I'm like, oh my God, this has been missing. And I didn't even realize it. So yeah, I actually came up with a whole page of things and basically just numbers that I'm aspiring to, similar to my landscaping friend. Uh, my current goals are I have, I now impact 500,000 subscribers, which is like a little more than double where I am now. Mm -hmm. I actually applied numbers to my email list. And I have this also this Patreon page where people can contribute as little as like $5 a month to become part of this community. I'm growing that. And so, yeah, I see myself continuing to grow. I don't have like long-term plans. I like to focus on the short-term more. But when you mentioned five years, definitely I would love to get to a million subscribers on the channel. But basically just continue to grow this. Uh, YouTube is the main platform. The second one is the podcast, which you listen to. I also have a series of albums on Spotify and Apple and all these under the artist name, Bob Baker's Inspiration Project. There's actually like 13 albums of that. I'm also being a musician. I don't know if you heard these recently, but I've taken affirmations and singing them over electronic dance beats. Like, I didn't uh, hear that. Yeah. And I'm creating a lot of this music with my girlfriend, Pookie, who's getting a little more involved, more and more involved in the channel and people. She has a very positive energy. Another thing we didn't mention is every Sunday, at 10 a.m. Central, we do a one-hour live stream on my YouTube channel called Sunday Inspiration, where, where we, we play a couple of songs live. We each have our own little segment that we have a message for that week. And hey. those are a lot of fun. We get to interact with people in the comments. Then after the broadcast, you can watch the replay indefinitely, you know. See where yeah. they're holding and what they're saying and what they want. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And I'm, and I guess that's another uh, vision that I have is growing. Again, we don't have these encouraging voices. And so I'm, I'm creating like a community. Our fam people refer to it as a, their family. And even though it's online, yeah, I want to create more opportunities for people to interact, like in private Facebook groups and through this Patreon thing that I've got going. And then as things are lightening up in the post pandemic months, I would like to add in the years ahead more live events where we either a one day event or a retreat or something where I can meet a lot of these people face to face, you know, so those are sort of like my visions and where I'm heading with this, expanding it, you know. So I want to give you my personal gratitude for helping me see my vision and expanding my horizon and my energy field, really my energy field by, by making it easy for me. When I'm stuck for words, you really put me in that energy field. And I feel a belonging there because of your words. And I'm so grateful that I came across your recordings. And I'm grateful for technology that they're bringing it to me so easy from my phone anywhere I go. And they're really a part of my daily ritual. So I want to thank you for all of your work. Thank you for those kind words. And thank you so much for uh, allowing me to have this conversation and sharing it with your listeners. Let's continue to spread the joy and the good. Yes. Let's leave off where people can find you. Sure. So my main website dedicated to this work is just my name with the word inspiration added. So it's bobbakerinspiration.com. And while you're there, I offer six free MP3 downloads for your personal use if you sign up and at also gets you on my email list and I send out weekly updates with my latest videos and events and live streams and all that. So bobbakerinspiration.com. Thank you so much. All right. And I hope to see, where, I want to see where our energy fields meet again. I'm sure that they will. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you for joining me here again today. You bet. 
Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. And Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now.